0: Hey, it's Nikki. If you're tuning into this podcast, chances are high that you experience at least occasional moments of overwhelm, resistance, lack of inspiration, and general WTF, can I even do this? Moments. Yes? Well, I made something for you. It's called the Naptime Empire Survival Guide, an email and audio series specifically curated to help you shift out of overwhelm, comparison, hiding in the bathroom, and back into inspired aligned action. We're talking unfiltered stories and insights from entrepreneurial moms who get this life, plus tried and tested tools to use when your brain is full, your energy is drained, and you could use some help getting your spark back. It's all delivered right to your inbox, organized neatly in emails that you can store up for a rainy day and come back to as often as you need to. As a fun bonus, you'll also get an invite to join my private Facebook community so you can get behind-the-scenes scoop on the Naptime Empires book and first dibs on my most recent offers as they come to life. Visit NaptimeEmpires.com slash guide to secure your copy, and I'll meet you in your inbox. All right, now back to the episode. You're listening to the Naptime Empires podcast with my mom, Nikki Ellidge-Brown. Mom, your show's on. Thanks, bud. I got it from here. Welcome to the Naptime Empires podcast, refreshingly honest conversations on the realities of parenthood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nikki Ellich Brown. Let's get started. Once upon a time, at the springy, summery start of 2021, I launched season four of this podcast called Book Mode with the intention of tracking my journey to self-publishing, The Naptime Empire's book. If you listen to the last couple episodes, you're aware of that already. But the thing is, my friends surprised me. Three of my very best friends, Jen, Jada, and Nicole, my fairy, Noe's fairy squad mothers, as I call them. Um, they came to town to surprise me the week after my 36th birthday, and they shook that ish up as great friends are known to do. So in this episode, I'm going to update you and share why there's been a change in plans over here for book mode, why it's taken me so long to record this episode because it feels scary to admit this change in plans out loud and in published form. And I'll also at least forecast what this means for coming episodes and what we're doing here with season four. All right, so if you've been following along the journey, and I know at least two people have (laughs) because I've gotten emails, I'm really serious that I see this as like a long boxer message to you in a conversation. So I'm not just saying, hey, you know, send me a screenshot, tag me, leave a review. Like I, I read all of these things and I would really appreciate hearing from you on the other side of the conversation. So I welcome your, Oh, this was helpful. I'm not even writing a book, but this was helpful for whatever, or this got me thinking about whatever. I really, that's the fun for me in this is actually engaging with you. So I'm for real when I invite you to take a screenshot, send me a DM, an email, whatever. Okay. Okay. Thing is, I was originally planning to self-publish the Naptime Empires book and multiple other books that are just circling the airport in my brain. I was telling myself that I wanted to go self-publishing, partially because I am I call myself picky Nicky. I am super like in the weeds and the details. I love a good vision, big picture, context, and all of that, but I I love details too. And so the idea of having full creative control was a big and is a big appeal to me for self-publishing. Also the speed of getting it out there. That's what I was telling myself. That's why I wanted to self-publish. And yet it's not published, (laughs) right? So there was clearly something like lingering because I told myself I want to self-publish so that I can just get it out there. And then I'm like, hmm yet I haven't actually done it. So let's look at the evidence here. And that's where my friends come in. So my friends came to visit in Houston. They came to see us because they knew that I wouldn't be out and about traveling with Noe fully vaccinated and all of that. Um, they came to visit. And on the last night of their visit, we were hanging out in my pool. And my friends, Jen, Kim, and Jada Selner. we were having this talk around the little picnic table in my pool in the dark, which was so delightful. I will probably always remember it. You know, Those moments that you just, you anchor in because you remember like, oh, that was a really meaningful conversation and actually really shifted. It was like a tipping point. So this was one of those moments for me. So it's June, 2021. I'm in the pool with Jen and Jada with the blue light LED. I love the fun lights at night in the pool. And Jen was like, do you think the reason that you haven't actually published it yet is because you would rather go traditional publishing? And I was like, ooh, That's a good question because I've been telling myself it's about the creative control and the speed of getting it out there. And yet, you know, hips don't lie. It's not out there. And I was like, you know what? That actually feels pretty true. I actually started when I shared this in my birth story in Instagram, it's in my Instagram highlights, but like whenever there's a big moment or some kind of truthy or exciting, like I get chittery chattery. Like my teeth start chattering as if it's cold, but it wasn't cold. It was like 90 something degrees in the pool. And I was like, okay, this feels like an important conversation. When I finally started reflecting on it, I'm like, it feels sparky and inspiring to at least set the vision for a traditionally published book deal. And I'm going to get into the benefits and the drawbacks of all of that shortly, more than you probably care to know, or maybe not if you are listening to this podcast in the book mode season after all. But I just started to get really honest with myself. Like, you know what? I do actually think I want to go for traditional publishing. It makes me kind of put my shoulders back. It makes me feel like I need to put a little more effort into this. It makes me feel like I need to take myself and my work and my messaging and my talents and my experiences just a little more seriously, you know, just to elevate my effort a bit. That's not to say, again, I'm about to get into this. It's not to say that self-publishing is less effort or it's less quality or anything like that. I know that that, it's completely dependent on the book, to be honest, because there's, well, it's complicated. Okay. Anyway, here's what I'm saying. My friend called me out and I was like, okay, you're right. It's true. I think I would rather at least try to to go the traditional publishing route. And I know that it's actually going to take longer For many reasons in many ways, even though I have a manuscript already that's like 85% done and most people actually would advise you not to write the manuscript first. It's about the book proposal and the song and dance and the hoops to jump through and all of that. Anyway, so we're having this conversation in the pool and then I was like, y'all just have this conversation without me. Pretend I'm not here and be really honest. I can take it. You know, so then Jen and Jada are the, right there. And Jada says, okay, Jen, so what do you think would keep Nikki from moving forward, even if she says traditional publishing is the way she wants to go? And she's like, I think she's going to, or maybe Jen to, I don't know. Either way, they were talking amongst themselves, pretending like I wasn't there. And it was like, she's going to get stuck on the book proposal and let that be the thing that then that takes forever and whatever. So I decided to move forward and hire support with the book proposal. I will keep you posted. I'm not sharing much of that because it hasn't even started yet, and I don't really want to share to like have a better grip on like what that process is going to be and how I feel about it. I'm not sure yet. But the thing is, from that conversation, I decided to make a big investment in myself, This was also energetically symbolic because I had been considering making an investment in another company that I actually really love and support and deeply believe in. And so I had mentally, energetically created this budget. And as we're having this conversation, I'm like, you know what? If I'm willing to invest in someone else's dream, why not be willing to invest that in my own? When I have known since I was at least eight, if not before that, and I, it was before that, that I wrote my first book. Remember, I told you about it with Lisa. She was six. I was six <laughs> when I wrote, wrote and illustrated my book on a little notepad. So why not invest in myself? Like it's a big chunk of change, but there, there is so much that galvanizes around this decision and this new goalpost. And so I decided to go for it. And the reason why it was feeling sparky to me And when I say sparky, I just mean inspiring. I feel alive, buzzy. It's like all of my cells are like, yes, thank you. This is what we're here to do. Keep going, keep going. Like my body is giving me its own energy. And that's always what happens when we're doing things that are in our highest values because literally biology wants to support us living the vision and the dream that we're actually here to do. So I'm looking at it like the one thing you know, the one thing, essentialism, Gary Keller, um, the one thing, and uh, Greg McCowan, essentialism, right? Because if I choose to set the goalpost once upon a time, and I think I'll do an episode about this to just remind me to do it. Once upon a time, my goalpost was set right here where my life is right now, which is that my husband had freedom of time. He didn't have to deploy or be far away. We have a home in Texas. We get to travel. We have three kids. We have freedom of time to choose and do life together and be as available as we want to be. This was the goalpost for years when I started my business. And I think part of the reason why I've been like, "Mm, I don't know, and kind of circling the creative cul-de-sac for the last few years is because I haven't really set a new goalpost out there that really inspires me to rise to the occasion. And this going after a traditional publishing deal actually feels like a goalpost that's worth rallying my troops and going for it making a name for myself in the traditional publishing industry, or at least trying to. I mean, why not? And I have a number of friends who are already traditionally published authors, or they have book deals to become traditionally published authors right now. Like, it, it doesn't even have to feel like a far reach, but for some reason, I was just taking myself out of the game. It was like I was afraid of rejection, so I just wouldn't even put myself up for it. And that's why it's scary to admit this, because I totally might not get a book deal, or I might get an offer and it's actually just not a good fit and I decide not to say yes to the press. <laughs> so I'm I'm admitting this and it's scary to admit this because there could be another change in plans. I don't actually know what's going to happen and I could fall on my face and not even get a book deal and then you'll be like, oh, awkward, but it's okay because I've already made the case for self-publishing, which again, I'm about to get to benefits and drawbacks of each, at least the way that I see it. So it's scary to admit it, but it's also an exciting kind of scary to admit it because all the things that come along with pursuing a traditional book deal are all the things that I want and need to do anyway, such as having clarity of a vision for at least the next few years and really getting clear on who I want to serve and how the conversations that I'd like to engage in for the next however many years and to actually be known for. All of those things need to happen anyway, but under the umbrella of being able to clearly communicate that in a book proposal is like a really clear thesis project. Like it gives me a focus to work on. Even updating my website and my photos, which made a big splash years and years ago when my friend Sarah Ashman and I created the existing branding that's there, but I want to update all of that. And so this is all a really great excuse to update all of that so that whenever publishers publishers potential publishers are googling me next year there's not a glaring mismatch in who i am and what i'm sharing now and my digital footprint okay so i know i'm just like brain sneezing all my thoughts here i'm hopeful that it's helpful to you in some way or at least interesting or entertaining because you can follow along on the journey and hold your breath it's like when you're nervous for people at a talent show or stand up comedy i always feel like oh, oh my gosh what if it's awful um that's that could be what we're doing. I don't think it's going to be awful. I think it's actually going to be great. I'm committed to learning no matter what. And like I said, I feel like there are lots of knock-on benefits on the way to this goal post for sure. So it's, it's already a win. It's just still scary to admit things out out like that when they're still incubating. Um... Yeah. And also I figure whatever I'm doing, like what if it does work out? What if it doesn't work out? I'm committed to sharing my learning with you because I might as well document my field notes just in case this is something that you want to pursue. So having said all of that, I would love to share with you an exercise that I did to help me get clear on if I was BSing myself one way or another and to crack the fantasy that life would be better one way or the other, which I've talked about before whenever I was talking about if we decided to Try again for our third baby, which, spoiler alert, we did. She just turned one at the time that I'm recording this. But it's a helpful exercise that you can use whenever you're considering something. And it's, I like to make a, in a Google Doc, I like to make a table that's two by two. And I have benefits of option one, drawbacks of option one, benefits of option two, drawbacks of option two. And so for me, the the biggest one at first to start with was traditional publishing versus self-publishing. So I'm gonna click over to my Google doc, excuse me, and read you some example ones of both. And, and the value here is just to equilibrate your mind so that you're not perceiving that one is gonna be way better than the other and life's gonna be rainbows and butterflies and it's gonna totally suck if this doesn't happen because that's just not good energy anyway, but it's also not true. So whenever you do an exercise like this at a what feels like a high stakes decision, it can really help you be mindful, F-U-L-L, like both sides where you're seeing that it's it's different. It's not necessarily better or worse. It's just different. So some of the benefits currently that I perceive of traditional publishing, publishing is that even though it comes with plenty of drawbacks for the hoops and the patriarchal system, you know, like all, all that has already been established on the other side of it, there is a credibility that kind of greases the wheels for distribution and press opportunities and potential reach, which affects potential impact when it comes to the media. Like they're more likely to be like, oh yeah, sure. Because it's a traditionally published book rather than a self-published book, because technically more people can self-publish because you're choosing yourself, which is a beautiful thing. That is a benefit of self-publishing, but right now we're talking about benefits of traditional publishing. Um, I It could come with an advance, potentially. There is higher perceived value to potential clients and to network and opportunities just because there are more hoops to jump through still at this point. It inspires me to grow my platform and my engagement Um, which then gives me more reach for my friends and clients whenever I'm sharing and introducing people and playing wing woman. And at the end of the day, it's the bucket listy dream for me. It's just an experience that I'd like to have in this lifetime. Drawbacks of traditional publishing, less creative control. And that's a big drawback for me because like I said, I am picky Nikki. I love the details. And so that could be really, really hard for me to where it might be a deal breaker at a certain point. Time will tell, dun, dun, dun. Stay tuned after the break. There's obviously more gatekeeping. There's more cost for proposal help to make sure that we really knock it out of the park and get crystal clear to give me the best chance to get a great deal. You make less money per book than if you're self-publishing. It takes longer. There's legalese to consider with contracts. There's more hands in the pie. It's more intimidating. It's less certain. There's more time pressure because it's external timeline. And it's a traditional system with its flaws. You can't give it all away or use totally freely depending on how the contract goes. And then benefits of self-publishing, more creative control or total creative control, really control over your timeline, more money per book. It shows commitment and that you really do believe in yourself. You're like, I value what I'm going to say. So I'm going to say it. I'm going to put this out there. It adds a unique experience (laughs) for one day. I have a vision of my friends and I going on tour and talking about our books and no one has self-published. So that would be an experience that I could bring to the table to speak to those who are self-publishing. It's a very on-her-terms experience because it's self-publishing. The drawbacks, however one is the flexibility in the timeline. That's a benefit, but it's also a drawback because I can and have continually pushed it back. Less credibility and reach potentially, like it's just more effort if you want to distribute it widely, which then also potentially means less impact because I would have to be pushing it up the hill, which you have to do in traditional publishing anyway. It's not like they're going to be marketing every book and, you know, like standing on street corners, passing it out and telling people about it, especially for most first-time authors, that's not necessarily a thing. But still, there's a difference in distribution. And it's not like I couldn't do the same thing in terms of marketing for each, but I would be not backed by a bigger publisher, obviously, if I'm self-publishing. So then it costs me more to create it and to edit it, market it, and all of that. So that's an example my benefits and drawbacks table so i literally just make a two by two table in a google doc benefits of one drawbacks of one benefits of two drawbacks of two and i try to make them as equal as i can so that i can see it as clearly as possible because that's when you can really access your heart and your intuition because you can get out of your head because your head's done the work and your head can see it's not like this is all amazing and this one sucks that's not how it is There are pros and cons to each option. And so that's when I was like, okay, in my heart of hearts, if I had a magic wand and if I could choose, what would I choose? And for me, the answer is traditional. At this moment, like I said, could, that could change. I don't know what's going to happen as I actually get into this process, but for now, that's what I'm going to move forward with soon. Like I said, I haven't actually started that process just yet in terms of working on the book proposal yet, but I'm going to go for it slowly but surely in the most on-her-term on her, ti- on her term style that I can. I'm, I think what's really going to be most interesting and most challenging and most valuable for me is trying not to sell out and feel like I need to step into performing monkey, teacher's pet, gold star, live my life on live streams and social media all the time when I know I actually don't want to do that right now that's going to be like the personal development challenge for me. Um, but also I think it's going to be really powerful because when you're creating a book proposal, you're owning your awesome and you're like, look, my, I roll deep, you know, like <laughs> my relationships are probably the most valuable thing to my air quotes platform right now. All the relationships that I have and the impact that my friends and colleagues have and the reach that they have and my social capital in that way Um, And yeah, I'm word nerdy by nature and all of that. And so I like to play with words and to communicate ideas in ways that are entertaining and interesting and sticky in people's minds. So I know that I have a lot to offer and to bring to to this format, whether it's traditional or self-publishing, however it turns out. And so the process of creating the book proposal and making that case, basically like a sales page for myself and my ideas in this naptime empires conversation I feel like that's going to be a really powerful meaningful confidence cootie building exercise so I will keep you posted of course duh that's the point of this season and yeah that's the update that's the change of plans that was a lot huh if this was helpful or inspiring to you in any way, again, please tell me. I would so appreciate it if you would leave a rating, quick review while you're here in the app, tag me on Instagram so I can see your favorite takeaway. And as always, I so appreciate you hanging out with me today and taking me along for whatever it is that you're doing, laundry, working out, whatever it may be. And I look forward to connecting with you more and keeping you posted on the journey. And what I was gonna say also, just in terms of what, I'm gonna be updating you on, even if I'm not technically working on the book, I can be sharing snippets of things that I'm playing with, ideas that I'm playing with and expanding on in the manuscript, ideas that have come up in previous Naptime Empires conversations, life and how I'm actually managing, building and doing the things and creating the offers so that I can be in a, the best position possible to be shopping this idea with publishers this, this time next year or whenever I'm actually shopping it to publishers, maybe in the spring, summer of next year. Um, anyway, so that's it I'm back, I'm here Let me know what's going on over there And how you're doing And I'll catch you in the next episode Alright, later dude Have a great one over there This show may be over But the conversation is just beginning Head on over to NaptimeEmpires.com Slash Facebook So you can join my free Wait, did I say Free I'm in Priceless, a rapidly growing community of Naptime Empire builders for deeper discussions, behind-the-scenes scoop, and, of course, updates whenever I've got new stuff coming up for you. NaptimeEmpires.com slash Facebook. See you there. See you next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Good job, buddy.